Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. A cloud of dust and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Let's go, big fellow! I'll still As the westbound train pulled into the little town of Clearwater shortly after sunset, it was met by the usual crowd of idle and curious townspeople. Also on the platform was a stalwart Indian whose stoical face brought into a faint smile when he spied a boy of 14 alight from one of the coaches. Hi there, Tano. Oh, how, Dan? Golly, but I'm glad to see you. <laughs> Me glad to see you, Dan. <laughs> oh, you need face wash. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my face. Gee, Tano, but it was hot and dirty on that train. We had to cross a stretch of, st- stretch of desert for more than 100 miles. Where's Victor and Scout? Me time to hitch rail. You come. Look, Tano. Where? By the front coach. There's a man climbing out from under it. Oh, yeah. Him hobo. What? Him hobo. Him ride train. 
Not pay fare like you. You mean he rode under that coach all the way across the desert? Ah, him need bad. Golly, I'd <laughs> say so. He's covered with desert dust. <laughs> somebody's walking over to him. Oh, that town marshal. Hey, Bo! Just a minute there, Bo! What do you want? Just a minute there. Not so bad. Golly, Tato. Wonder what the marshal wants with him. Oh, me not know. We soon find out. Come. Got a dollar? Dollar? Yeah, a dollar. I don't know what that's got to do with you, officer. The truth of the matter is, I haven't got a dollar. Well, that being the case, young fellow, I'll have to arrest you. What? Arrest me? Well, well, what for? It ain't my doing, but there's an ordinance in this town which says that if you ain't got a dollar, you're a vagrant. Yeah? I'll have to lock you up tonight so you won't get into no devilment. Then tomorrow, there's two freights come through here. One's eastbound, other's westbound. You can take your choice. Savvy? Yeah, I savvy. You got any weapons? No, sir. I'll make sure. He's going through his pockets. Well, nothing in them two pockets. Now for the inside coat pocket. Ah, what's this? That's a pillow for yeah, It looks like a fancy apron to me, strings and all. What do you do with it, son? Give it back to me. It's got nothing to do with my being a, a vagrant. Give it here. Hey, hey, Mr. Hey, look, somebody shot the hobo. He must have been shooting at the marshal. Somebody shot him. He's down. Better get out of town, Dan. You'll not get hurt. So you don't want to give me your name, huh, Bo? Nope. One name's as good as another. Well, I'll just put you down on the register as John Doe. That's the name we use when folks don't want to give their right moniker. Don't make no difference to me. There you are. Now come with me. Mighty sorry about what happened, son. I can't imagine who'd be shooting at either one of us. No. Might have been just stray shots. You, uh, got any water in here? You'll find water in that pail over there, and there's a wash pan sitting right beside it. You can get washed up, and I'll tell my daughter to bring you a bandage for that scalp burn when she brings you supper. Thanks. It's, it's not bad. I, I'm i glad it's no worse. Yep. Mighty close shave, all right. You're just lucky, I reckon. You'll find that Tom Wynn serves up mighty good grub when you get your supper. Even to hobos. Tom Wynn? Is that your name? Yep. Tom Wynn, Marshal of Clearwater. That's me. Oh, Otto and Dan were very much interested in a strange reception given the young hobo who dropped off the train in Clearwater. They waited in town long enough to find out that he'd only been stunned by the bullets which obviously had been directed at him with murderous intent. After noting that the town marshal had taken the hobo to the jail, Tonto and Dan left Clearwater and headed for the camp in the hills where the Lone Ranger waited for them. Darkness had already fallen when they arrived at the camp, and told the Lone Ranger what had happened. It sure was a narrow escape for that hobo fella. The first shot went wild, but the second one grazed his skull. Ah, it knocked him down. Him lay there for a little while like him dead. And you're certain, Dan, there were two shots fired? Yes, sir. They came from back of a string of freight cars on the siding. A lot of men ran over there after the excitement died down, but they didn't find anyone. That's right. Me look for footprint, but too many people there before me. If there'd been but one shot, it might be discounted as a stray fired by some drunk. 
There are a lot of ruffians in towns like Clearwater who like to show off in passenger train stuff. Then you don't think it was an accident? It doesn't look that way to me, Dan. The fact that a second shot was fired, that it did hit the tramp, well, it's a clear indication that it was meant for him. Some of the men on the platform thought it might have been an attempt to kill the marshal. He seemed sorry the young hobo got shot. I uh, didn't tell you before, but I came to the Clearwater Territory to find out who keeps Marshal Wynn in office. You did? Well, golly, why? There's a gang of toughs who make that town their headquarters. Marshal Wynn never molests them. But the only people he ever arrests are occasional drunks and a hobo now and then. I'm going to find out why. Here, Silver. Come Here, Victor. Come, come on, Scout. Where are we going? We're riding to Clearwater. When we reach the outskirts, I want you to stop at the old mine shaft. I know where it is. You'll remain there until Tom and I return. Steady, big fella. Golly. <coughs> and I've got to stay at the mine? Sorry, Dan. You can't tell what might happen. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Vance Tadwell had come to the town of Clearwater soon after the first gold strike had been made. He had come as a speculator, not as a miner. And though the gold boom soon died, he was not among the hundreds who departed for richer fields, leaving Clearwater little more than a ghost town. Despite the absence of mining activity of a few years before, Vance Tadwell became the town's most wealthy and important citizen. Tonight, however... The arrival of the young hobo caused Tadwell much concern. So you failed to get him. What do you think I kept you meeting all westbound trains for the last week for? Oh, I'm sorry, boss. Aside from it being kind of dark, I wasn't expecting him Expecting to... what? Think up a good alibi, Buster. It better be good. Well, you said he'd be rolling in on a train. I had a beat on the coach platform. You see, I didn't expect he'd come into town riding the rods. You just wasn't on your toes, that's all. And anyway, he didn't look like that picture you showed me. He's all covered with dirt and grime from riding under the train. It wasn't until he got square under the lights that I recognized him. Why didn't you get him then? Well, just as I took aim, the marshal pulled something out of the hombre shirt. Held it up right smack in front of his face. What was it? Darn if I know for certain. Looked like a woman's apron, strings and all. Well, anyway, it caused me to miss my aim complete the first time. You say you shot twice, though? I clipped him with a second. He fell and I run. When I got uptown, here come the marshal with the hombre walking down the street beside him. So he didn't have no excuse for missing that second shot. A fine gunslinger you turned out to be. Well, boss, I'm thinking this gun of mine just ain't no good. I ain't in the habit of missing. Well, we ain't got any time to lose. I'll send a message to the marshal. Tell him I gotta see him on some business. That'll get him out of the way. What do you mean, get him out of the way? You're gonna try to get that Bob Strong again. Only this time, you aren't going to have no excuse for missing. You mean I'm supposed to go over to the jailhouse? That's right. Just as soon as I can get the marshal out of the way. Give me that gun of yours. Hey, wait a minute. Give it to me. Now, here. Take mine. Gosh. The pearl handle job. That's right. I know it shoots straight. Golly, it's pretty. When you've done the job, bring back that gun right away. You may have to get out of town for a while. Uh-huh. And don't bring it back with any alibis, Savvy. I won't miss this time, boss. You can depend on it. The young hobo had made good use of the bucket of water in his cell. He'd washed himself and shaken the desert dust from his clothes. Outwardly, he was a much different person when Nancy Wynn, the marshal's daughter, brought him his supper. Here's your supper. I'll slide it under the barred door. It smells mighty good. Steak, potatoes and gravy, some applesauce and hot biscuits. Plenty of coffee, too, and a bandage. There you are, mister. Oh, thanks. Now, uh, 
I have a little present for you. A present for me? Yes. There it is. But why... Unwrap it. Why, why it's a pinafore. How beautiful. But I don't understand. What, what was that? The door of Dad's office. It's probably him. Mr. Tadwell sent for him a little while ago. Oh. But you shouldn't give me this pinafore. I promised it to you a long, long time ago. You promised? Why? You were nine years old. I was ten. I had a pinto pony at the time. That pinto pony? He pulled my pinafore off the wash line and ate it. I remember. I promised to get you another pinafore. You're Bob Strong. Nancy, I've kept that promise, even if it took 12 years to do it. Bob, what's happened to you? Come back as, as a... A hobo. Does that make any difference? Oh, of course not, Bob. But I don't understand. Do you remember, Nancy, that uh, while you were crying, because my pinto ate up your pinafore, that there was an explosion in the mine? Yes, I remember. And your dad was killed. Vance Tadwell was my father's partner in the mine. I was left an orphan. Vance Tadwell sent me back east to Pennsylvania. For 12 years, Nancy, I worked from a boarding room on a farm owned by one of Vance Tadwell's relatives. I knew Mr. Tadwell took care of you, Bob. He always said he felt you were his responsibility, your father being his partner in the mine. You know, Bob, the mine never opened again after your dad was killed in the blast. Yeah, I know. Tadwell claimed it wasn't pay dirt. Yes, I guess that was the reason. Well, I was just a kid when Tadwell sent me back east. I didn't know anything about Dad's dealings with him. Was there something wrong? Nancy, there was only one thing of Dad's that I had. It was a picture of himself in an old-fashioned frame. A month ago, I bought a new frame. And when I took the picture from the old one, I found a map of the mine. A map of the mine? Yes, a map. And a quitclaim to the mine. Nancy, Dad bought out Vance Tadwell's interest in the mine the very day he was killed. You mean... Dad, Tadwell doesn't own the mine, not an inch of it. When I learned that, I left the farm immediately. The farmer must have sent word to Tadwell that I disappeared. I wanted to find out the truth for myself. That's why I came here as a hobo. Then, then that's why somebody tried to kill you. What? Who's that? A masked man. One of Vance Tadwell's gunmen. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. story. Bob Strong had just finished telling Nancy Wynn why he had returned to Clearwater when down the corridor of the small cell block of the jail came a man wearing a mask. He's masked. He's one of Vance Tadwell's gunmen. No, I'm not a gunman. I'm 
here to help you. Who are you? Who I am is not important, but why I'm here is important. Don't trust him, Nancy. He's not here for any good. I didn't intend to eavesdrop, but I overheard what you said, Bob. Earlier this evening, a friend told me about someone shooting you. I came to find out why. Well, I guess you know now why I was shot at. Yes, Bob, I do. Now, I'm going to get you out of here before they try to kill you again. You'll have to trust me. I don't see why I should. I haven't drawn my guns. If I was one of Vance Tadwell's gunmen, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you. Bobby's right. He could have shot you. Here's a dollar that will take you out of the vagrant classification. Oh, Bob's not a vagrant. Dad just didn't recognize him. He'd never have arrested him if he'd known. I'll let him out myself. He's no vagrant. That's as you say. Now, Bob, you're no longer a prisoner. Why, Dad would have paid your fine himself if he'd only known. Yeah, I reckon he would have. Now, Mask Man, I don't know how you're going to help me, but I can see that I'm going to need a heap of help if I put Vance Tadwell where he belongs. Come with me. Just where do you think you're taking him, big fella? Get him up and get him up pronto. He's got a gun. I knew it was a trick to get me out of that cell. Masked Man, you're a dirty double-crosser. Now, this is funny. Masked Man, just what interest have you got in this fella Bob Strong? Tadwell would surely like to know. I can imagine he would. Killer. So you ain't talking, huh? Well, I come over here to do one killing for the boss. Looks like I'm going to have to do three killings instead. You killer! I'm getting out of here. Bob, Nancy, he's gone. Come with me. Are either of you hurt? I'm all right. So am I. Masked man, I don't know whose side you're on, but that's the fastest shooting I've ever seen. Bob, I'm on your side. That's why I came here tonight. And I'm strictly on your side, too, Nancy, after the way you threw those jail keys and knocked out the light. I, I was afraid he'd kill Bob. I just lost my head and threw them. Where did that gunslinger go? I think we'll soon find out. Here comes Tonto, my Indian friend with the horses. You're going to leave Bob and me here? No, Nancy. If you trust me, I'm asking that you go along. We trust you. Shortly after Buster started on his mission of death, another henchman of Vance Tadwell dropped into the latter's office. There's a kid prowling around the old entrance to the mine, boss. I just saw him as I come in. Talk to him? Sure, ask him what he's doing. Said he's waiting for a friend. He's a kid about 14, I'd say. Mm. Something funny going on around here. Funny? How you mean, boss? First, I sent Buster over to the jail to take care of a little job for me. Oh, yeah, I know. Buster told me. Oh, he did. Next thing happens, somebody comes running in here for the marshal. Says there's a big gun battle on at the jail. <laughs> gun battle. <laughs> well, that's just Buster taking care of that little job for you, boss. I ain't so sure about that. He ain't? Why? Well, can't be nothing else. Oh? Well, Buster ain't come back. Oh, maybe he had to duck undercover for a oh, while. I don't know. You go get that kid. Bring him in through the mine. I want to talk to him. I'll open the trap door. I'll get him. After the gunfight in the jail, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, with Bob and Nancy riding behind them on Silver and Scout, made a wide circle of the town before venturing to the entrance of the old mine where Dan Reed had been left. And you mean that Miss Nancy threw the heavy jail keys and knocked out the light when the gunman had you covered? Golly, Miss Nancy, that took nerve. Dan, I just didn't stop to think. I, I threw them impulsively. They gave me my one chance to go for my guns. And up to that minute, I thought the masked man was working in cahoots with Tadwell's gunman. Dan, you're fortunate to have a friend who can shoot like he can. You don't know the half of it, Bob. Why did you let the fella get away? You could have grabbed him easily. Yes, I know it, Dan. 
That would have put Vance Tadwell on his guard. He's the man I'm after. Wouldn't he be surprised if he knew we were hiding in the mine? Fortunate that fellow stopped to question you. Gave you the chance to see how he got into the mine. He didn't suspect I was watching him. It's plain enough where Tadwell gets his money. He's been operating this mine ever since he killed Dad and sent me away. Just look at all those tunnels and shafts. I know you better take your horses back in one of the tunnels. Then they can't be hurt so easily. Okay, Miss Happy. Me do it. Come, Silver. Come, this. You better let me take a look at that map, Bob. Yeah, here it is. The marshal overlooked it when he searched me. Yes, I understand. He was only looking for weapons. Now, this map will show us which are the old tunnels. Vance Tadwell has cut the others. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's so many of them. I'd hate to get lost in here. It is spooky, isn't it? Tadwell is using one of the newer tunnels to get the gold out of here. That's the one I'm looking for. When we find it, we'll probably find Tadwell very close by. Kimosabe. Yeah? How to put horse far back in mine. Do not hear him now. Thanks, good Dotto. Now to look. Quiet. Somebody's coming through one of the tunnels. Dotto, put out that miner's lantern. Ah, me do it. I'm scared. Quick now. We'll have to get back into one of the tunnels. Come quietly and I'll lead the way. I'd have swore I heard somebody in here. What's this? Hmm. Well, I'll take it along. Meanwhile, Buster, considerably crestfallen, had returned to Tadwell's office to confess he'd failed in his second attempt to kill Bob Strong. You sure mess things up. I should cut your throat. Oh, now take it easy, boss. <clears throat> I know I'd run into some mask, hombre. And I'll swear he was shooting with seven guns at one time. That's the biggest yarn you ever told. If that girl the marshal wins hadn't thrown them jail keys and knocked out the light, I'd have got the mask, hombre. And the rest would have been easy. The boy and girl wasn't armed. Ooh. Hey, wrap up this hand for me. That slug sure ripped into it. Wait. Here comes somebody. Oh. Hello, Marshal. Didn't expect you'd be back. Yeah. Came back to tell you about it, the... The shooting over at my place. Yeah. I wondered what happened. Who's this fella? Oh, a friend of mine. He's all right. Mm. Hurt your hand, mister? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that dad blame Mustang of mine bit me. Yeah, bit me hard. Yeah, he's an outlaw. Mean as all get out. You don't say. Tadwell, remember I was telling you about that hobo I arrested early this evening and how somebody shot at him? Yeah, yeah, Marshal. I remember. Well, sir, somebody busted into the jail and let him out. But... You don't mean it. Escaped, huh? But what was all the shooting about? Can't figure it out. Figured maybe Nancy'd know what happened, but she ain't home. Must be at some of the neighbors or somewhere. Mm. I heard somebody shot him at the depot, too. I'll bet the same army tried to get him again, uh, Marshal. <coughs> That's the main reason I come back here to see you, Tadwell. You see, I found this gun laying in the corridor of the cell block. Recognized it as yours. Mine? Of course, you couldn't have done the shooting. You and me were sitting here talking when it happened. Somebody stole that gun out of my desk here about a week ago. Yeah, yeah, the boss told me about it right at the time. You better wrap up that hand, young fella. You might get locked, Joe. Yeah, I reckon I better. Yeah, I'll use my bandana. That's what's left of your pearly pistol, Tadwell. Mm. Ain't no condition now. Cylinder shot clean out. Another funny thing about this business I want to tell you about, Tadwell. Yeah? What? <laughs> I must be getting old. My eyesight ain't what it used to be. What are you getting at, Marshal? <laughs> you know that hobo I was telling you about? Yeah, sure. <laughs> he wasn't a hobo at all. No? No, he wasn't. I knowed from the start there was something familiar about the lad. 
kept thinking and thinking all evening. Then I was, when I was over there looking about the damage done with the shooting, well, sir, it come to me just like that. You know him too, Tadwell. I bet you couldn't guess in a thousand years. Yeah. That'll take care of you, Marshal. <laughs> Buster, I gotta hand it to you. I knowed he was onto something the minute he walked in there grinning like a mule eating briars. Yeah, what do we do with him? We'll toss him down into the mine for the time being. Uh, you lift the trap door. Somebody might come in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> you want me to go down and finish him off? Oh, not for a few minutes. He's out for that long. And he's coming back up that way any time now. Got a kid he's seen hanging around the old opening of the mine. We'll probably have to take care of the marshal and the kid at the same time. Here comes Andy now. Who's that you got down there, Tadwell? You'll find out. Come on up and shut the trap. Where's the kid? I cleaned back through the mine like you said. When I got there, he'd gone. Gone, huh? Well, maybe he didn't mean nothing after all. Hey, where'd you get that? This? Found it tied to a piling back in the mine. Where all them tunnels start going every which way. Why? Oh, why, that's him. He's in the mine. He's hiding out in there. Calm down. Calm down now. What are you talking about? The hobo. That's the thing the marshal took off him right up at the depot. That's what caused me to miss my aim. So that's it. An apron. He probably tied that to the piling when he heard you coming, Andy. Tied it there as a marker so he wouldn't get lost in the workings. I thought it might be important. Never saw no aprons there before. Come on, let's go get them. Here's a couple of guns. I'll take this one. You take the other, Buster. Got yours, Andy? Yep. I'll open the trap. You always follow it. Got your mine lamp, Andy? Yep, and lit. Come on. Oh! Stand back! Drop those guns. Boy, it's a mess, man. Get him! Oh, he winged me! Shot the gun out of my hand. Weak, quick, weak, quick! He don't know who you are, mess, man. That's the fastest shooting ever done in Clearwater. I've been here since it started. Put the cuffs on the marshal. Are your prisoners? Yes, man, I've known for some time that something mighty strange was going on here in town. Too many gun slicks hanging around. Instead of running them out, I was just biding my time till I could get the goods on the man behind them. It wasn't until tonight that the evidence began to point toward Tadwell. Bob Strong got all the evidence you need to put him away. Hello. You can bring the others up now. Yep, it's safe enough now. Plenty safe. Well, how did this get here? It's the pillow for. You were wearing it in the mine. You must have dropped it, and that fellow over there picked it up. I didn't drop it. I tied it to one of the pilings when we had to put out the light. What for? Well, I, I put it up as a marker. It showed the tunnel we came in, and I was afraid we might not be able to find our way out. <laughs> well, what's so funny about that? She thinks that he couldn't find the way out of a mine. Well, the Lone Ranger can find his way what? out of any oh, The Lone Ranger? Just take a look at that table, Bob. Spread with the best vittles in town. Say, it's the best breakfast I've seen in many a day. And I'm plenty hungry. So am I. It's all as said, Marshal Tom Wynn serves the best grub there is, whether it be for guests or prisoners. Oh, Father. <laughs> well, that's all right, Nancy. I was a prisoner last night. Though I can't say how good the supper was, I didn't get a chance to eat it. Well, that's right, you didn't. You missed a supper, but you gained a gold mine. And Nancy, you know, I've been thinking about that mine. I've got to get a good name for it. That's right. It, it never did have a name. Mind if I suggest one? Why, of course not. Let's have it. Why not call it the Pinafore? Hey! 
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>